Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeumi again. I'm going through the Gospel of John. And I'm now going to chapter 7. And as I always do, I will read and then pause and give some more insight and explain for her. Just follow along with me. Get your Bible. Gospel of John chapter 7. And I'm using the, new, the, I'm using the King James Version. So if you are not using the King James Version, you have to just listen because the other versions may give different words so some of these things that apostle john was writing so i prefer to use king james version which is the oldest version okay let's read after these things jesus walked in galilee for he will not walk in jury because the jews sought to kill him now the apostle john was telling us this the mood of things around this time when he was saying this could be the second year after the Lord was preaching for about three uh, three years or three and a half years so when he started it was in Galilee and occasionally go to Jerusalem uh, excuse me and look like the Galileans were following and then at his at this point in chapter six maybe it was the second year then when he after this uh, discussion about you have to eat my flesh the Galileans themselves begin to withdraw from following the Lord Jesus Christ. And Apostle John is saying after these things, after all those things, becoming like the the crowd was thinning down. That was formerly excited when the Lord was performing signs and wonders and miracles. The crowd was thinning down in the second year or something like that. And that was when he said, will you also go away to the apostles there? He said, Pastor, where shall we go? You have the word of eternal life. Because when you begin to, when Christ begins to reveal deeper things to them, who he is and who what he should have, we have to but he was telling them from the spiritual perspective, I think he's talking of physical, you have to eat my flesh. He said, well, eat your flesh? That blew them away. But the apostles, they stay with him. But he was talking about he's coming to possess us as the Spirit of God will come and possess us. And that was really what he was talking about. But the only goal, Holy Spirit is the one that revealed it after the church was started. To make us understand what the logical was saying that make the body, the church to continue. Now, Apostle John, now writing in chapter 7, says, after these things, after all this... Uh, and the Galileans begin to have withdrawn from following him. He said, Jesus Christ only will walk in Galilee. For he will not walk in Jewry. See, the Jews, each time he went to the, the Jerusalem and, and declare himself, they didn't believe either. And only few people are believing. And that's why he said he didn't want to even go to, he was not walking in Jewry. is the Judea, where they have the temple, the priests, and they are opposing what he was saying he was the messiah and they didn't want to accept that as their messiah so that was why he was no more working in the last time they wanted to stone him and at a point and we are going to get to that in this chapter also because another feast was coming so christ had to go to the to the feast now the jews feast of tabernacle was at hand chapter verse 2 his brethren therefore said unto him depart hence and go into judea that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest now he says his brethren, he's talking about the sons 
the sons and daughters of Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus. They were not believing either. They were just wondering what this is all about. See, they were not the disciples. They were just wondering. Our big brother is doing these signs and wonders. They don't know where it comes from. They themselves didn't know the detail. So, but they were saying, well, if everybody will accept you, we will also follow. That's kind of a thing they were doing. So they were saying, Jesus said, why don't you go to Judea? This feast is coming. Go and show this sign before the people. Maybe if they all accept you, we will follow you. So that's what the Apostle John was reporting there. He said, His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence, and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret. And he said, want to be known openly. Look at the next verse. If thou do these things which they did, they said, I am not sure. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. I mean, we heard that you did that, we heard that you did that. We, because they are not following this about they are just hearing it. that it, they said he raised he, he raised the dead they said he killed the leper so they were not there when these things were happening because they were not following the disciples only were the other following so they were now saying well if you are really doing these things you go and show it to them in Jerusalem where everybody will see maybe then we will follow kind of a thing and that's really what happened in the end they came and joined the disciples because after Jesus Christ resurrected wow and they saw him, they must have seen him physically. After he rose up from there, we saw the nails. This is God Almighty living among us. So they followed later. Verse 5 said, Neither, for neither did his brethren believe in him. This is Apostle John that wrote that. Neither did his brethren believe in him. Verse 6 Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come. But your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hated, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Go ye up into this feast, I go not up yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. In short, the Lord was saying, I'm not ready to go to the feast yet, because he goes as the Spirit leads. So that's what you mean by my time is not yet come. It's the same way, type of thing he said when he was to turn water to wine. He said, my time is not yet. That is, waiting for what the Spirit will say. The Lord, we must be led by the Spirit of God that is in us right now, if we are believers. Don't just jump because everybody is jumping. Don't just run because everybody is running. Let the Spirit lead you. So then he said, when the Spirit said, go, he will go. So that's why he said, you can go. You are, you know, the world cannot hate you. See, me, it's easy because I'm testifying that all their works are evil. If you are preaching something they don't want to hear, they won't like you. That's why he was saying. He was preaching what they don't want to hear, that they are evil. They need to repent. That's what Christ was preaching. He said they should repent. They said, well, you remember the, uh, the governor Pilate killed some people and mixed their blood with their sacrifice? He said, ah, if you all don't repent, you are all going to be like us destroyed. So he was telling them to repent and turn to him. He's the, he's the Savior, he's the Messiah. So that was what he was talking about. So they said, well, verse 8, go ye up unto this feast. I go not up yet, yet. Unto this people, my time is not yet full come. Verse 9. When he had said this words unto them, he abode still in Galilee. But when his brethren were gone up, then went he also up unto the feast, but not openly, but as it were in secret. What does he mean by in secret? Openly means he will go with the disciples and everybody see the twelve and the and himself going and say, Oh, that's that rabbi, that's openly. Because once they see twelve people walking together. They all know that's the rabbi. 
But if he go all by himself, with maybe one, one person with him, maybe John, and to be just like a common two people walking, nobody take note of that. But a crowd following a man, they know that that's call attention. So that's what he means by not openly, but as it were in secret, he also maybe he didn't wear the regular dress that he wear that will make them do that's a rabbi just by the dressing. You put that shame dress so that you just mix with the crowd. That's what you mean by he, he didn't go openly, but as he was in secret. But when he was there, he has to still show himself. That's the mystery about God. God is not going to hide. He is God Almighty. At the right point, he manifests himself. Look at this. So then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much more money among the people concerning him. For some said, He's a good man. Others said, Nay. But he deceived the people. So they are division among the people that came to the feast. Albeit no man speak openly of him for fear of the Jews. Who are these Jews I'm talking about? The rulers, the priests, the Pharisees that were ruling the temple. They are they are the ones that are dictating to the crowd and say, No man should be telling about this man. He's not our Messiah. They have already said to the people that if you say he's the Messiah, we are going to kick you out of the synagogue. They don't believe he's the Messiah. Why? Because he didn't fit their their profile, the profile of the Messiah they are waiting for. Well, this man is from Galilee. He said the Messiah should come from Bethlehem. <laughs> so basically, they couldn't understand all those prophecies of the prophets. The prophet says he will come from Bethlehem, but did he say he's going to live in Bethlehem and start a ministry in Bethlehem? They didn't know that. He said, Thou Bethlehem, that you says out of you shall come forth to me. He was born in Bethlehem. But he's not going to go there and be trying to explain that the prophet I'm born in Bethlehem. No, he's just trying to convince them. No, he's just God Almighty doesn't have to convince people. He just did what he wanted to do, let them be blinded so that the gospel can go to the Gentiles. Because if they didn't reject him, there will be no crucifixion. You have to know that. That it was part of the plan of God, part of the plan. It was part of the project. If they did not reject the Messiah, then they will not crucify him. If they did not crucify him, we cannot be saved. Because it's by the shedding of his blood that we save human race. So that's why God allowed them to be blinded so that they were confusing the scriptures with scriptures that they were they have been given. So they couldn't understand it. And they said, We need to crucify, we need to kill this man. He is a false one, he's not the Messiah. God allowed them to do that so that they can sacrifice him for the whole man. And that's what the prophet, the angel said to Daniel. So that the Messiah will be cut off, but not for himself. Not because he did something wrong. It's for a purpose. And that was, thank God that God allowed that. Otherwise, we will not have been saved. So we shouldn't be so harsh upon those Jews. As they say, the Jews, the Jews. But God allowed that to happen. But see, that doesn't mean that they are not guilty. That doesn't mean they are not guilty. That is the mystery of God. Because even look at the story of Genesis. The devil is one that deceived Eve, not so. But does that mean Eve was not guilty? God punished Eve? Who deceived Adam? He said, my wife made me do it. Does that mean that you are not guilty? That's every, every woman will try to give excuse. Well, I didn't, I was not the one that did it. This man made me do it. Okay. That man said, well, the other person make me tell him to do it. Okay. But they all were punished. That is really what the mystery about judgment. When God judges, he judges every person. So we have to be fear, to fear God and to, and to tremble at his word. So don't try to say, well, I didn't do it. 
these Jews that did all of those things, they were all punished because they were scattered worldwide because of what they did. That was why Jesus Christ said it will be a day of vengeance when the Romans come against the city and destroy the city and scatter the, the whole race worldwide. It was part of the punishment. It was the day of, the day of vengeance. Jesus Christ called it. And that's why it's so that if they do this to a green tree, I mean, if the Roman Empire did to a green tree, what will they do to a dry tree? Telling them that they are going to come against you guys that are going to rebel against them in the future when they were taking the Messiah to be crucified. So what we are now saying is that the Lord allowed them to, to be blinded so that the sacrifice can be made, but that doesn't mean they were not guilty. Because anyone that listens to the devil is just as guilty as the devil that he listened to. The devil is going to the lake of fire, you already know, but those that listen to him and follow him, they are following him to the lake of fire. So that is why we have to fear God and tremble at this world and ask him to show mercy unto us. Because sometimes we don't know what force is moving us. Let's continue in this chapter 7. So they say, verse 30 says, I will be no man speak openly of him. For fear of the Jews, I mean, they are afraid of the rulers, say, anybody that's that confess him to be the Messiah will be thrown out of the synagogue so everybody keep their mouth shut. Even if they believe in him, they don't want to say it openly. Those who don't believe in him, they say it loudly because they are the loud mouth. Verse 14. Now about the midst of the feast, so the feast is like so many days. So about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. So somebody that when they are secretly now, he just can't keep it secret because the Holy Ghost said, go ahead and teach. And the Jews marvelled, saying, How knew this man later? Because they couldn't recognize him because he was dressed like an ordinary person, not like a rabbi. Maybe the rabbi said, We have a caller, like in the, our generation, they have a reverend father, a reverend sister, a reverend pastor. We put a caller on his neck so that they quickly recognize that's the caller of a, of a preacher or a reverend. So maybe that was how the logical was dressing to like a rabbi so that they could recognize. But on that day, when he secretly dressed normally, casually, without anybody recognizing the dress. But then he went, started teaching and preaching. He said, well, who is this guy? How did he know the, 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 the books? Because he didn't dress like one of the teachers. How knew this man letters? Having never learned. Jesus answered him and said, my doctrine is not mine, but he is that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did not Moses give you the law? And yet none of you keepeth the law. Why go ye about to kill me? Now the Lord was trying to bring them some uh, confrontation here. He said, Why go ye about to kill? Because he knew that they were already making, they have already made a, a pronouncement to the people that. They should, they are going to kill the, I mean, when they say they, I'm talking of the rulers, the rulers of the temple, the rulers of the Jews. They are the ones that are proclaiming that this man is not the Messiah they were waiting for and they want him to be, to be arrested. And so you already heard about, you already knew about it, that, that that's the, that's their plan. But there was not yet time. This, this feast is called the Feast of the Tabernacle. But it will be the last, maybe that was the last because after the Father we another feast coming, the feast of the Passover. And he, Christ already knew it was the Passover that he will be crucified. 
It has to be sacrificed for, as a Passover lamb for the whole world. The Passover lamb that saved the Hebrews in Egypt, when they were coming out, they have to kill the Passover lamb. That was what Christ is to be for the whole world. His blood saving mankind. His flesh being eaten by mankind, human beings that believe in him, will save us from diseases and sicknesses. That is the Passover lamb. He knew that that was what he came for. But the plan to kill him has been going on before the Passover, before the Feast of Tabernacle. So he, knew, so he has to make sure the play safe till the Passover. So that was really what was going on. He knew exactly what was going to happen. So he was ready for it. But he has to avoid them stoning him before that Passover. Because there was a time they wanted to stone him in chapter 8. You see that in chapter 8. And it was not yet time for him to give his life. So that's why he started teaching and he went there secretly so that they won't recognize him. They won't lay hold on him or anything until the right time. Then he was telling them that why do you, why go ye about to kill me? He said you don't keep the law that Moses gave to you guys. These people that were listening to him are saying who, who go about to kill you? They themselves don't know what was going on in the secret that the, the rulers have said they, they are going to kill this man. So the, the people answered and said thou as a devil. Who went about to kill thee? I mean, like, how can you just say anybody could have a loose? Who, who wants to kill you? These people that are answering are not knowing what the rulers were planning. Jesus answered to them, I have done one work, and ye all mafia. Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers. And ye on the Sabbath they circumcise a man. If a man on the Sabbath they receive circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken. Are ye angry at me because I have made a man every week old on the Sabbath day? Now, he was bringing in this idea because that seems to be the bone of contention that many of the Jews were pointing out that if this man is of God, why is he not keeping the Sabbath day? He, they say he healed somebody on the Sabbath day. He should be resting. He is like a doctor. And they are thinking by healing somebody, they think he's like a doctor, a medical doctor. So he should be resting on the Sabbath day because they, they thought, well, if you, that's all you are doing, that's how you make your, your living. People come, come as you heal, they finally come and give you donation. So they thought, well, in that case, just like a doctor. So it should rest on the Sabbath day. But he's saying, the work I'm doing is the work of God, like the priests were in the temple, uh, sacrificing for the people, and they are working for God. So on the Sabbath day. So you don't say they are doing something wrong because they are doing it on the Sabbath day. What he, Christ say, what is Christ is saying that if the if the if Moses give you the law, they even do circumcision on the Sabbath day. You don't offend, you don't oppose that. They circumcise people on Sabbath day. That is also because you want to keep the law of Moses. That would have been to them. They have said, no, you can't do that on Sabbath day. But yes, Moses commanded this, so they have to do it. So he said that what I am doing, which is healing the people, making them every week oh, is God's work. So it's okay to do on the Sabbath day. But they didn't want to accept that because they that's just an excuse they are trying to use anyway. Verse 24. Christ said, judge not according to the appearance, judge righteous judgment. And here came some other people that came in and saw him. Verse 25, then says some of them of Jerusalem, is not this he whom they seek to kill? I mean, those are the people that know the, the plan. They just came to the temple and saw him talking to the crowd and said, well, this is the man now. Why didn't they arrest him? Verse 26, but look, he speak boldly. And they said nothing wrong to him. Do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? I'll be, we know this man. 
whence he is, but when Christ coming, no man knows whence he is. So this group that were talking in the temple, that you could hear what they are saying, those are people that think their Messiah should come from the sky, not this one from Galilee. <laughs> that's what they that's what they are referring to that. When Christ comes, no man knows whence he is. I mean he's just going to appear. That's what they are believing the scripture is telling them to that's the Messiah that they are expecting. Not this one that they know where he come from. He come from Galilee. Then Christ answered them. It's just like we are talking to these people. Then you hear some people talking over there that's like talking about you. And he didn't want that to just pass away without responding to them. So he just turned to them and responded to them. Then cried Jesus in the temple as he thought, saying, Ye both know me, and you know whence I am, and I am not come of myself. But he that sent me is true, whom ye know not. But I know him, for I am from him, and he has sent me. You say, well, what kind of answer is that? Because you say, well, how are you going to answer this? people? They are saying, well, this is man is from Galilee. We are expecting a Messiah from the sky. Why didn't you arrest this man? We know this one. This is, and he said, you know me, but you don't know who sent me. See, I'm come. I'm not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom you know not. See, but I know him. I am from him, and he has sent me. Verse thirty. Then they sought to take him, but no man lay hands on him because his hour was not yet come. At they said, "Well, gee, I think we need to arrest this man. I think we need to arrest this man." But they are going to go look for. We are going to arrest him. Let's go get the soldiers or the the, the guards. But they couldn't lay hold because the time is not yet. Because it's only the Passover that they that you be allowed to do that. Verse 31 says, And many of the people believed on him. He said the crowd was com- was divided. And said, When Christ comes, will he do more miracles than this, which this man has done? So that's some crowd that say, Yeah, this man has been doing miracles. This is this must be him. And this people say, No, this is not him. So it's like a, a, a mixed crowd. Pharisees, verse 32. The Pharisees heard that the people murmured such things concerning him. And the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. So maybe the Pharisees were the a, a class of himself. And the, the chief priests and the officers of the ruler's temple, they heard that this, the crowd is divided. Someone said, He's the Messiah. He's the miracle. Well, if they, we better stop this man before the old people get, get following him. So that's what they said. Let's get this officer to go and arrest him. So they said, they send the soldiers, they send the chief priest sent officers to take him on the feast of Tabaraku. But it was not yet time, so they couldn't do that on that day. Verse 33. Then said Jesus unto them, if you saw those people that are coming, the officers they have full uniform also. But they didn't just come and grab him, they were afraid of the crowd, so they don't want to cause pandemonium. Because the crowd can turn against them and say, Leave him alone. And started violence. So they wanted to take, you know, be careful. Are we going to let's 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 listen to what he's saying first? So then Jesus Christ kept talking. Yet a little while I am I with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. You shall seek me and shall not find me. Where I am, Peter, you cannot come. Then said the Jews among themselves, Whither will he go that we shall not find him? Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? What manner of saying is this? That he said, you shall seek me, and shall not find me. And where I am, Peter, you cannot come. So, well, the Lord comes to talk many things that were not recorded, of course. But the highlights was what our position was reporting to us. Verse 37. 
in the last day, that great day of the feast, I mean, it's like a one-week feast, Jesus Christ stood and cried. So now it's no more secretly, now it's now openly. He's calling attention to himself now. That's what I say. Christ came to preach himself. Before Christ came, the prophet was saying, calling, calling people to God, calling people to Jehovah, calling people to Jehovah. And now he himself came and said, Here am I. Come unto me. So he was preaching himself. And after he left, the apostles, disciples were pointing people to Jesus. Pointing people to Jesus. So he's the center of all things, the center of the universe. So anyone that doesn't believe, you're on your own. Better believe Jesus Christ is the Lord. Let's continue. Verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39 explains, But this speak of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. That is the Holy Ghost that is going to be given to us. It's going to be possessing us through our mouth, into our belly, and it will be flowing, making us speak in tongues. Making us to prophesy and those type of things. That's what he's talking about. See, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So that explains it. Verse 40. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said, Of a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Shall Christ come out of Galilee? That's where they have their conf 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 conflict, confusion. Shall Christ come out of Galilee? Those that are following the, the scripture said, As now the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem, where David was, and obviously now they are talking about the scripture said he should come from Bethlehem, where David was was living, was born. Yeah, but Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem, but he didn't live in Bethlehem. After he went out of Bethlehem, he went from Bethlehem to Egypt, from Egypt back to Nazareth when he was still a baby and then he grew up in Nazareth in Galilee and that was when he started ministry as a, as a Galilean but he was born in Bethlehem but see the prophecies didn't explain that there's no way you can explain that no, just no way you know, God said that I will bring my child and my son from Egypt they couldn't understand what God what that prophecy was talking about they thought he was talking about Israel coming out of Egypt which already passed but he was saying, I will bring my son out of Egypt. But he's talking about the Messiah. See? So these are all prophecies everywhere, scattered everywhere, that they couldn't put them together to say it's the same person. So this one looked like he's talking about somebody else. This prophecy looks like talking somebody else. So they couldn't say, that's why I say, this prophet may not be the same one as the Christ. But see, the prophet, the Christ, the Messiah, they are all the same person. But you see, God was showing over the centuries from through different men, through different prophets, through different mouths. The different aspects of the Messiah, different aspects of the Messiah. Someone that when you are showing something as like a house you want to build, you show them the back view, you show them the side view, you show them the floor plan. Sometimes you show them the windows and this, and it's still the same house, also. But you are seeing different sections of it. That was how the prophecies about the Messiah were scattered everywhere from the time of Moses, all through the smaller prophets through David in the book of Psalms, through the prophets in Isaiah and so on and so forth, they were all talking about different views of the life of the Messiah. When he will come back from the sky again, was also said in the book of Zechariah. So, but they couldn't put them together in the dispersion before Christ and after when Christ came. So, they were confused. They were saying, it should be from here. No, it should be from there. No, it should be this from sky. 
and that was all the confusion that made them not to it was like a blindfold and God allowed it that way so that we the sacrifice can be made we can be saved so I've explained that for now let's go on in verse 40 verse 40 many of the people therefore when they heard this saying of Jesus they said of the truth this is the prophet others say this is the Christ some say shall Christ come out of Galilee as not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David and not of the town of Bethlehem where David was so there was a division among the people because of him. Some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Because it was his, it, the, uh, the crucifixion had to be for the Passover. So verse 45. These officers that were sent to go and arrest him, they went and listened and listened and listened. They themselves got confused and carried him and said, Wait, this man is... No woman be talk like this. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees and they said unto them, why have you not brought him? The officers answered, Never man speak like this man. Never man speak like this man. Never heard this before in our life. This man calling people to himself. Then answered them the Pharisees, Are ye also deceived? Have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believe on him? But these people who know it not the law are caused. So they are thinking, well, we, we know the law. The Lord said this is not the man. But these officers, when they listened to him, they said, no, this is beyond humanity. Human being can't talk like this. This is God manifested. Telling us something that is deeper than what we can understand. But these people that are bent on crucifying him, they are not going to believe him. Now, Nicodemus, that was the humble one of the Pharisees that came by night to listen to talk to Jesus Christ. He believed, but he couldn't say because the crowd around him were all opposing. So he kind of kept his quiet, his cool. Now, when they are now saying, nobody, none of us has believed on him, he went to speak out. See? Nicodemus wanted to speak out, but how is he going to speak out? Said, I believe they would have tagged him that you need to kill too. See? So Nicodemus says unto them, he that came to Jesus by night, being one of them, does our Lord judge any man before it hear him? We have not even brought him to hear what he is teaching and know what he doeth so he was trying to put, put in his own, his own sense that we have not even listened to him to hear what he is teaching what can we, how can we condemn him like that so now they all face Nicodemus they answer and say unto him are thou also of Galilee search and look for out of Galilee I said no prophet so that was where they put their own foot that no, there is no prophecy that says there will be a prophet from Galilee. That's what they are saying. Nicodemus said, well, we have not room. Call him in, let's hear him teach. Let him let us hear what he's saying, what he's doing, before we decide and say, he's not. I say, well, no, are you from Galilee also? Yes, go and search the scripture. There's no prophet from Galilee that the scripture already telling about. Verse 53, and every man went unto his own house. We well, can see that the apostle John was the one that made us to see what was going on in all the Judea during the time of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the opposition, the decision to crucify him, that they had been planning to arrest him over the, from the time of the Feast of Tabernacle, the last Feast of Tabernacle, because they didn't agree on what the scripture was saying, that this is the Messiah. They said, no, this man is from Galilee, and so forth. But see, God allowed them to be blinded so that this lamb of God can be sacrificed for the human race. 
you do well to believe that Jesus is the only Savior. But we are going to go to chapter 8 in a moment because that's, that discussion, that uh, confrontation continues continue as the Lord was, uh, was revealing. Let's con- I'll continue this. I'm going to continue this chapter 8 in the next broadcast. God bless you.